0: Fourth and eight, you're either looking at a 61-yard field goal attempt
1: or a fake, and they convert on the outside.
0: Kevin Byard, Well, we know he can catch it, because he's a threat to intercept any pass that comes near him, he's on the receiving end for 11 yards and a first down for the Titans. Tannehill hooks the pass, touchdown! He hummed
2: it in there to Corey Davis.
1: Tennessee looking for the lead, Tannehill
2: darts it back.
0: with a head of steam,
1: Henry takes it all the way, touchdown, Titans, Chargers down by three, Rivers on again, Gordon, did he get in, this official says no, well, the clock is rolling, nine seconds, eight seconds, Titans have
0: the football, is that a fumble for Gordon? And here's Vineman. Actually reviewing the play. The runner lost the ball. The it a
1: to touch it by the it a, a stunning ending in Tennessee. The Titans somehow hold on to beat the Chargers 23 to 20. The chain of events that took place at the end of regulation. You could not have possibly predicted. Tennessee gets the
0: win, and we welcome you into a Monday edition of Morning Drive, ESPN 102.5. The game: Nick Brayton, D. Mays Marquise, Ian Eagle, Dan Fouts. The call yesterday, as you heard there on CBS, as the Tennessee Titans defeat the Chargers in a battle of two and four teams. Twenty three to twenty, and boys do we have so much to talk about today. <laughs> Not just with the Titans, the Vols, Vandy, so many good things uh from the weekend, but uh,
2: your Alabama Crimson Tide. Hello.
0: Injuries, yep. We got a lot th- I mean, like today's an action packed four hours.
2: Uh I won't be What about the Preds Panthers game?
0: Yeah, we'll get to them, too, because I've got some Saturday
2: stats. Oh, and they don't involve college football.
0: They don't involve college football. Interesting. Which is very scary on my part. I will reevaluate <laughs> my life at 10 o'clock this morning.
2: Maybe, uh, here's my here's my thoughts on the Preds. Stop going down 2 nothing. Stop losing on Saturday. Stop going down two goals in every game. Yeah. That's my take.
0: Uh, I won't be a prisoner of the moment and say that Ryan Tannehill saved the season, but I do think Ryan Tannehill yesterday extended the season at least – for one week with a really tremendous performance. And I personally would just like to thank the Tennessee Titans and say welcome back and rejoining the National
3: Football League as an offensive team. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Hey, 2019. They looked – and if you – and don't take – and I don't want to take anything for, uh, you know, not too much from the preseason or not even too much from – the week that they, you know, when they decided to make the change in the middle of the was the last quarter of the game last week. Um, but when he's in a game, the offense seems to run crisp. He seems to get to his guys. Boom, 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 boom. And he's good. And, and, and guys, it seems like when, when he's out there, guys know they're going to get the ball. It just – the offense looks different. It looked different. Yesterday – now, I don't, I don't know how it's going to look next week. But from what I've seen, each time he's been in a game, going back to the preseason, I know that was against second – and when he was playing, it was probably against second-teamers. But when he's in a game, the offense looks different. It runs different. He gets to his – he gets to his assignments quicker. He gets to the routes quicker. He throw – he throws – he doesn't care. He doesn't – he's not scared with trying to put the ball in there. He believes in his arm, and he doesn't he, – he's not scared with trying to get the ball into tight places. The ball he threw to um, Corey Davis across the middle, I don't think Marcus would have threw that ball. He threw that ball. He hit it, boom, threw it to him because he was not open. Corey Davis was not open. He stuck it right on his chest. I don't know if that's a pass – Marcus would have threw, or Marcus would have hesitated and probably waited to the second hole for him, and then he would have been covered by then. I just don't think, I think the offense flows much better when Tannehill is in the game. Not to say that he's the savior of this team, and he's the end-all, be-all, and he might have a stretch where, you know, for four or five games he plays well, and then, you know, he doesn't play well. But I think Arthur Smith... Is not afraid to call plays when Ryan's in the game. He's not afraid to to do some things that he probably wouldn't have done had Marcus was in the game. It it just looks different. I I don't know what else to tell you. That offense yeah. it, they're, they're going against the number number the, the, the fifth no, we'll rank.
2: We'll get into a big argument the, about that. No, no, the fifth the Chargers ranked, defense sucks. The fifth rank <laughs> passing
3: offense. I mean defense. Fifth rank passing defense.
2: Yard, yards per game.
3: He went against them. There was tight coverage. Those guys still wasn't really open. The Titans receivers, they still really wasn't open a lot. But he stuck the ball in there.
2: So I I think, first of all, I think the win saved the season, to your point, Nick, right, about expanding the season or extending the season. The fact that they figured out a way to win, even as I still think the ending of the game is the headline. Obviously, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Ryan Tannehill's performance, rightly so. But the end of that game, I'm not sure I've ever seen a football game end that way. In, in In 30 years of watching NFL football, I'm not sure I've ever seen a game end the way that one ended, and so we'll, we'll get to it, and I I've think been a there was part of one. And, and there was you have yeah, where, where it was – Baltimore
3: Baltimore here when we couldn't get the ball in the end zone yeah, and,
2: and maybe maybe you just forget about those kind of weird mm-hmm. games and they and you know they happen, but I just have never seen basically three touchdowns called back essentially in the final minute. I mean, it's just crazy. The the refs didn't look like they knew what they were doing, but they finally figured it out. And so we'll spend a lot of time on that. But but as far as Tannehill and Marcus goes, I think it's clearly they're in different head right now. Like there's, to me, the difference is, and, and we know the difference from a skill set standpoint isn't all that different. Um, we know that he fired, Tannehill stays on schedule and gets rid of the football a little bit more than Marcus does. But they just look like two totally different quarterbacks from a mental standpoint. One looks completely shattered emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, and doesn't, you know, you know the 29 sacks or whatever. The offensive line yesterday played the best game of the season, probably. Because blocking the Falcons is not a big deal. Like, the Falcons haven't had a sack in, like, six years. So, it's not, you know, blocking the Falcons is not a great... You should not be writing home to your mom talking about how great you played against the Falcons a couple of weeks ago as an offensive line. I think the offensive line yesterday, I could not believe... The amount of time they gave Ryan Tannehill, so that that's part of this equation. They played very well in pass pro. They did not run the football as well. Maybe until the fourth quarter when they needed it, and then it then it came to life. And then, of course, we'll get to how the Titans basically tried to give the game away um, in only in only a way that the, the Titans can possibly do. Again, I've never seen the jaws of victory and the jaws of defeat go to battle mm-hmm. at the end of the game. Like. They're, the jaws of defeat are trying to snatch the game away from the Titans, and then somehow you end up winning the game again. The ending is completely bizarre. Um, Tannehill's very good. There's no question about it. He he is in a very he feels like a motivated to prove himself backup quarterback who's getting his chance, and the other guy feels like a starter who's been beaten to death for a year and a half and and, and is mentally broken. That that's what I see with those two players, and and he delivered. I, I will completely push back on the Chargers. The Chargers being a good defensive football team. This is a two and five football team. That when you look at all the analytics of yards, as far as pass defense, they are one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. They give up the fifth most yards per, per attempt of anybody. They give up the highest, one of the highest quarterback ratings to opposing quarterbacks. They do not sack the quarterback at all. They still got pressure on Tannehill yesterday because the offensive line still isn't all that great. Um, so I, I do it again go out and do it again yesterday was great show us week in and week out because what's the argument with Marcus well we see it once every now and then he plays against a bad team and he lights them up and then there's no consistency that's the concern with Marcus Mariota we saw him do this what Ryan Tannehill did yesterday a couple of weeks ago literally three games ago he lit up a bad defense and they got a win I need to see it now from Tannehill against good defenses against high-level teams consistently week in and week out but for right now he saved the season. They saved the season. The offense saved the season. Although maybe Jeffrey Simmons saved the season cuz I think that's also a huge story here, right? Is is uh, Jeffrey Simmons dominated on the goal line stand. He dominated. He made the tackle on the on the second play and he blew up the center on the go- on the final play that allowed Wesley Woodyard to create the fumble. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons think about the story that he is. He tore his ACL in February. He's the first round draft pick playing in his first NFL game, and he's going to be in on a goal line stand with half a half a minute left to go to win the game, and he is one of the difference makers. What a great story, Jeffrey Simmons. Welcome to the NFL, man. The what the debuts
0: yesterday of Simmons, Tannehill, guys that have not played this year, mm-hmm. having
2: Smith monster performances. Monster
3: John Smith and
2: yeah. Oh, by the way, a very happy Delaney Walker on the sidelines. Yeah, <laughs> hey,
3: don't um, don't be surprised, man. Uh, I'm telling you, I went through the same thing. And and right around this time, right around um, Halloween, don't be surprised if Delaney Walker gets traded. I'm telling you, don't be surprised because his 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 body language on the sideline told me that if he was hurt, if Delaney's hurt, he had he in order for him not to play means he can't walk, you know. If, if he can't walk, then he can't play. It's a serious injury. Yeah, it's a yeah. serious injury. And they didn't make it seem like it was a serious injury with him. He was activated. He was stressed on the sideline. Even though he still was in the game, you saw he still was in the game, didn't, didn't fuss, didn't do it. He was on the sideline watching the game. But you could just see it on his face. Mm-hmm. Disgust. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those situations where I don't think the coaching staff told him what his role was going to be?
2: Ooh, that would be controversial. I don't think
3: they did. Um, and I've seen his I've seen this book play out before. And don't be surprised if they shred now that Conklin is hurt too. He left. They need some more offensive line Nate, depth.
2: Nate Davis. Was, he got might be gone.
3: Don't be surprised. And uh, I thought that was what made
0: Tannehill's performance even better. Twenty-three of twenty-nine, seventy-nine percent, three twelve, two touchdowns, a pick, which really. Can't blame him. He got his elbow smashed because Jonu Smith got beat off the Uh edge by that backup defensive end. Quarterback rating of 120.1. But you you watch him yesterday, and to your point, Nate Davis goes down, Jack Conklin goes down, Delaney Walker goes down. I I just thought from the Tannehill perspective, I mean, he mentally saw things that I don't think Marcus would have had the vision to see. He let it rip where I didn't think Marcus would let it rip. And there was a couple of times, and I, I don't think I'm being prisoner of the moment when I mm-hmm. say this. When he threw a couple of ropes, and, and this is the one thing I think Dan Fouts was actually on point with. Mm-hmm. He goes, whoa, "Whoa, was that was that Patrick Mahomes out there firing fastballs?" <laughs> there there, was, there a, was some zip on Tannehill's ball yesterday. There's
2: one where he's rolling left. I think the, the Mahomes reference was he's he's running left and he came back across his body and hit Cordy Davis on about a 12 yard crossing route. Pretty I d- sweet. I do think that. Yeah, I agree. And, and listen, he's got a stronger arm than Marcus. We've all we've all agreed on that. There's no question about that um again it's all about consistency we've seen you know you've got to do this week in and week out for this team to have a chance to get back in the playoff hunt you've got to be that good week in and week out you got to be that good against bad defenses you got to continue to be that good and um you know it's it was it michael was it anthony um ferkser that caught the long like like delaney walker standing on the sideline because he's not being played and meanwhile Anthony Ferguson's accidentally catching a thirty-yard pass because he because Tan Hill was clearly not throwing it to him. He was clearly throwing it to somebody. Yeah, else. Yeah, he overthrew him. And he, and he overthrew yeah. him. And and it's one of those days where you're having a great day. It's Your day, and you go and you overthrow the the receiver you're throwing to, and then the backup third string tight end catches one and turns it upfield and goes for thirty yards. And Delaney's on the sideline, and you're going, "Wait, this doesn't. None of this feels right." Like, but you know what? It's your day when that kind of stuff happens. And so, um, l- let's see it against some really really high level. NFL defenses would they have a full complement of of players? You know, three starting defensive linemen were out for for the Chargers and so let's let's see it again but man you got to be excited about the energy that was, was given yesterday no question.
0: Alright you, uh, your phone calls Titans fans 615-737-1025 the number 615-737-1025 we will take your reaction to yesterday's game what was your biggest takeaway Tannehill Simmons the offensive line protection the ending the controversy all of that 615-737-1025 the number and obviously the goal line stand which was really good as well it is morning drive live from the wholesaling studio powered by Rumbleon.com. your calls when we come back 737-1025 we're back after this on morning drive on espn 1025 the game yes indeed welcome back tennessee titans off as you have rejoined the national football league hey, 23 points i don't know it feels like 43 today didn't i say who, whoever wins is
3: gonna score i think i said 24 points <laughs> whoever wins gonna score 24 points was that i think cha- i said was
2: that the chain smokers?
3: Uh. If the Chainsmokers ever do
0: that song again, I might find out where the Chainsmokers are performing. They ruined my night. And show up and have some some words.
2: They they ruined my night. It took me me longer to get home last night than it did to figure out what the hell happened at the end of the game yesterday. Mm hmm. Ugh. Thank you, Chainsmokers, for that.
0: Isn't it funny, though, like in football, like we, we always talk about how simplistic it is. It starts up front, and it's all about the trenches. Mm. Yesterday, the Titans' offensive line looked exponentially better than it has all season long. And then on the flip side, Jeffrey Simmons was a, a complete, total monster. And I think most astute football fans said when they drafted Jeffrey Simmons, that's a really good pick because when he gets healthy, he's going to be a stud, I mean, I think you've even said it. He's like a top five talent.
2: Yeah, I think he was one of the top three or four players in the draft when they got him. Um, you know, I, I, listen, we we sort of guessed all summer when we thought he'd be available, right? Like we were all just guessing. You know, you know, I, I thought maybe December. You know, Derek, Derek, you said maybe not at all this yeah, year. I thought they were
3: going to try to hold him out to we're, make sure he's fully healthy,
2: right? And and we're all sort of just. Those are all hypotheses, right? Hypotheses, I guess. I don't know. We're all just sort of guessing at what we thought he was going to be. Nobody guessed week seven, first game available. You're you're in the game on a goal line stand to, to win the game. Like, nobody saw that coming. Nobody thought that this is how quickly he'd be ready and prepared. And, and there's a play early in the game where he's getting doubled. And it ended up Melvin Gordon gets tackled for no no gain because there's three linebackers that are free to, to flow and get to the football and I and I, I, I tweeted it out. I was like, this guy is playing in like his third snap in his NFL career, and they're doubling him already. Like that that shows you the respect level that, that he has already as a, as a player. And and if you watch the the last two plays of the game, I, I mean, he makes the tackle. Essentially, he blows up the center and makes the tackle on on the on the, set, the, the uh, second to last play, and on the last play, he completely <laughs> destroys the center with one arm. And then that allows Wesley Woodyard and the rest of the guys to fill the hole and, and take him out. He played a huge role in that goal line stand, and that's what he was drafted for.
3: Yeah, he's a he's a big fella. Uh, you could just tell he's – you could tell he he can be even more from a physique standpoint. You could just see that he's not fully uh, where they want him to be physically because um, he's just big now. Um and once, I, once they get him where they want him, it's going to be next year where you're going to see the transformation. His body's going to look much different than what it does now. Because right now he's just a big fella just sitting in there, and he's quick. He can move the pile. He's fresh. Powerful. Um, And it's he's going to be a load for, for, for teams to, to try to stop.
0: We, we had Baldy on in the spring when we were doing draft profiles, and we, we asked him about Jeffrey Simmons, and he said country strong. <laughs> Now, I don't want Titans fans to take this the wrong way. Don't twist my words. I'm not saying that he will be or he's even (laughs) going to ever come close to Aaron Donald. But Jeffrey Simmons, I think, is more physically imposing and more physically gifted than Aaron Donald.
2: I I don't think that's that far of a stretch, man. Um, Aaron Donald maximize. He's like... He's Derek, just big, he's bigger than Aaron Donald. Yeah, he's significantly. Bigger. Let me ask you this, Derek. You always talk about DeAndre Hopkins being the best receiver in the NFL. Doesn't mean he's the fastest. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's, you know, the, the the most explosive after he catches the football or whatever, right? But he's but he's the best receiver because he just kind of knows how to play the position, mm-hmm. knows how to play his body, use his body. He's a little undersized. For, you know, he's not Julio Jones. He's not a 6'4", 230 guy, right? That, that's to me, that's Aaron Donald. You know the six foot one 290 pound like he's he's a little undersized but he's just so good at what like his position he knows what to do Jeffrey Simmons is 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 cut from a de- very different cloth it is a six four two you know 290 300 pound country strong three down tackle like he's just a different cat I don't know if he's as explosive as Aaron Donald. Certainly not as accomplished as Aaron Donald. He's got a long way to go. But I don't think it's that crazy to say he's got as much physical ability. Right? Like, he's got to use it now. He has to mm-hmm. learn how to use it. But sure. I don't think it's that that crazy to say he's got as much physical ability, if not more, than, than Aaron Donald.
3: Uh, no, nah, he's nowhere near Aaron Donald. Um, Aaron Donald is just a physical freak. Um, at about two ninety, three hundred, and he moves like a linebacker, and he's quick as a cat. There's nobody in the NFL. His hands are incredible. There's nobody in the NFL. That's not And That's not where. But Donald. But he's nowhere. He's more so in the. He's more so in the line of those bigger defensive tackles. He's he's loading us. Yeah, he's one of him. those guys where but
0: what's the old adage though in football low man wins? Yeah. And he happens. always has the leverage against bigger offensive linemen.
3: Exactly. He has a lower he has a big lower body and he just pushes people and that's what his job is going to be to push the pocket, to push that center or that guard who's ever on They're going to do a lot of double teaming against him, but he's going to be able to push the pocket. And whoever plays next to him will end up getting two or three more sacks on a season because of, um, because of Jeffrey Simmons. Um, he's more so on the line of those bigger guys where. He's going to get a little bit bigger. He's going to get a little bit stronger. And he's just going to be able to push piles. Fletcher Cox? Yeah. He's not going to get Yeah, he's not another to get instance, a lot of sacks. He's not going scenario. to get a lot of sacks. But what he's going to do, tackle for losses. Do- and Everybody teams. else is going to get the sacks because of what yeah. Jeffrey Simmons yeah. is able to do now. I mean, Aaron Donald was just... Yeah, I hadn't seen a player like Aaron Donald yeah. I mean, since probably Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp, yeah. I mean, Aaron Donald's just a physical freak. He's on another level. But then... Jeffrey Simmons could be one of those guys. If he stay healthy, continues to hone in on his craft, he could be the next, that next wave of young defensive linemen that just, you know, that you got to double team, that's, that's going to dominate. He's going to blow everything up if you don't double team him.
0: Titans fans, let's get your phone call 615-737-1025. Adam's going to start us off right out of the gate here on a Monday. Adam, you go ahead.
1: I don't want to say I told you so or anything, but no, I'm just kidding, man. i uh, I'm You can that, say it. You can I say I, it. Today's
2: the day to glow, man.
1: I'm hoping I can see it a few weeks in a row, just like you. Hey, so I took my daughter, my nine-year-old daughter, yesterday it was her very first Titans game, and oh, that's cool. Now I'm screwed, man, because she's going to think every <laughs> game is going to be that cool. I, I, I don't, I don't think we could ever match. I mean, I remember 2001. Against the Ravens, we were on the wrong end of that game right there. If you remember that, Bruce Matthews gets up there and sets the ball, and the clock runs out. And yeah, but that, that's the only other time. 18 years later, so I think I'm I think I'm in trouble there, man. But that was an excellent game,
2: Adam. How many? How full was the building? You know, second quarter. Oh,
3: there it was goes. horrible. That that stadium was horrible. It looked pretty empty that's on the, TV. That stadium, was that stadium was horrible. It was it was even because before the game, I, I was over in that area. And I told y'all I judge the crowd by how long it takes me to get, you know, through the crowd across the bridge over there. And I was across the bridge like that. I say ain't nobody at this game. No, nobody no, whatsoever. no
0: Chargers fans either. There were Chargers fans, but you know,
3: really? yeah, but they're not a lot because yeah. they're not going to come all the way from LA to. And, and the Chargers are two and four. Come I, on.
2: I did see one Charger fan at about eleven thirty at night sitting on the walking bridge by himself. Did you go check on him? Um, he he was breathing. He was oh, fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> he was sitting upright. His eyes were open. I don't know.
3: Like, I'm not sure if he knew where he was. You sure it was not uh, Melvin Gordon? I don't
2: I don't think he had any clue where he was. <laughs> Did he have
1: a Sean Merriman jersey on?
2: Yeah. Uh no, he yeah. had on a Cuz that, that's lights out. I think he had 17. So I think it was Rivers, right? Rivers is 17, right?
1: Yeah. Was it a black guy
3: with dredge posing as Phil Rivers? No, Cuz no. it could have been um Gordon sitting <laughs> on the bridge. Oh, you're trying to get that new contract.
1: <laughs> Speaking of no, Rivers, bubble in the ball. No, this was
3: this was a frumpy
2: white dude. <laughs> this was
0: speaking. Was, speaking of frumpy white dudes, uh, Joe Dubin from Channel Four with a tweet of the day yesterday he says, "I'm expecting the game to be sold out because all of Philip Rivers' children will actually be in attendance."
3: <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have went there. Uh, I mean, Philip Rivers has more kids than Sean Kemp. Yeah, uh, like eight. I think he's I got believe. nine. Is it I nine? Think he's got nine? nine. Good Lord. Because hey, you he got the money. Look,
2: look, you don't believe in contraception? You don't believe in contraception? It's okay, yeah, he man. You got the money. To to him, teach each their own.
3: They, they are going to have a- To each their own. They, when they get older, they're going to have a great Thanksgiving Dude,
2: Christmas. Well, when they get really old, they're not going to have to worry about like, hospital care. They just have, yeah. they have a whole orderly yeah, staff exactly. like, working it's for there.
3: Um, Philip Rivers here
0: for Cool Springs MD. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: when I'm not going 9-7 and 7 in the AFC West, I'm doing the deed. <laughs>
3: I'm making babies.
1: Justin
0: next on Morning I Drive.
1: touchdowns and I make babies. <laughs> Go ahead, Justin. Good morning, Good morning guys. Y'all yeah, doing all right? Good. Yes. Uh, I want to talk two things. I'm wrong, I'm wrong about Hill. He actually moved the offense better than I thought he would. Oh yes, I was wrong. I meant that, and i on that fourth and one, right before the two minute warning, why couldn't Mike Raywell East challenge it?
3: Yeah, and that's what we were trying uh, to, Justin. Uh, that's what we were trying to figure uh, out, uh, um, mm. because it wasn't under two minutes. Because under two minutes, it has to come from upstairs. Um, the only logic I can come up with is that whoever's looking at it upstairs from the Titan staff. They said, you know what? It's not clear whether he got the ball or over or not. His body may have been, you know, his body may have gotten the first down, but his ball, but ball was behind him. It's like
2: the Melvin Gordon exactly. first goal line play where you're like, he was ruled down. So are they going to
3: overturn it? Exactly. Probably not. I don't think they would have overturned that. Still, um, you,
2: I, I, I just think because I'm with you. That's the only conceivable. You, there's like thirty something seconds left in your challenge portion of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the like once you get to 2 minutes you don't have to worry about how many challenges you have anymore because it's covered. I, I don't know why you don't at least try. I, I, there's it's it's in, you have all three timeouts left and the lead. It's inconceivable to not challenge. And once again, Mike Vrabel looks at a critical end game situation in in the fourth quarter and and has a tough decision in the moment. I get it bullets are flying, it's a tough call and it's live live ammunition and everything, but he looks at these two decisions and it's like the fourth game in a row where he's just gone the totally wrong direction with it. And it doesn't make any sense. Like, he, he, he made a couple of bad mistakes at the, at the beginning of last year, but then he corrected them. And it doesn't seem like he's figured it out. And that, that's, that's a they, they should not have been in the situation. There was no excuse for them to have to have a goal line stand. And this is what we haven't talked about yet. We need to get to when we come back. There's no excuse for that goal line stand to have had to have been the thing to win the game. They should have won the game like six or seven plays, you know, three drives earlier. There was no excuse for them to be in that situation, and and Vrabel was part of that problem.
0: 615-737-1025. We will continue with your Titans calls. 615-737-1025. The Titans 23, the Chargers 20. Now all of a sudden, the Titans 3 and 4 and alive, breathing, resuscitated. Back after this. Welcome back into Morning Drive.
3: ESPN one two five the game. You're overcooking my grits, coach. I swear, man, can I say this, please? I love the people of the Titan facility uh, (laughs) because they, I mean, anytime I – they just – a playful organization. They, you know, whenever I need, they help me um, to to no end. I love them. But that was so corny. (laughs) <laughs> that tweet was the corniest. The one I sent you <laughs> yeah, That was the corniest tweet I have ever seen. That was so corny. So like, tell, explain like, Explain. Okay, it it's, it's low-hanging fruit. It, it's low-hanging fruit. and you can, Which are all my jokes actually, jokes. actually, why don't you yeah, just – Yeah, because you can quote the whole go, movie. Here we yes. go.
2: Nick, I want you to you do – You set it. the
3: tweet up. I'll
0: give you the quote. So yes. I,
2: I, want, I want Nick to do a dramatic interpretation exactly. of the tweet. <laughs> so the tweet that the Titans sent, sent out yesterday after – in the, stand stand. the wind a couple minutes go by and I'm assuming somebody gets a really smart clever idea mm-hmm. in the Titans facility and they send out a tweet uh, Nick will now perform a dramatic interpretation
0: <laughs> of but give us the scene because I, I I'm drawing tweet. a blank as to what the specific the tweet was the right. goal stand. Uh, I'll, hang
2: on hang on I'll pull it up here here's the uh, okay, yeah, okay let's get you the script here you need a okay. script there's there's the tweet. There's a script Dramatic interpretation Oh it was Coach Yost Strong side Yes it was Coach Yost
0: I don't want them to gain Another yard They cross that line of scrimmage I'm going to take each And every last one of you out You make sure They remember Forever The night they played the Titans (laughs)
2: It was fun. The reason I said that tweet no. to you guys is because I don't even hear I don't, when I read that tweet. I don't even hear the the coaches
0: in the movie uh, speaking.
3: I just hear Nick's voice. But you, do you think the people? And again, we love y'all. It was, it was, it was on time. It was on point. But it was probably the corny. same person that cheesy. tweeted out the was, quarterback battle exactly. earlier. Do you cheesy. think they were in a frenzy like, oh, 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 hurry up, hurry up, get together? No, we got to make sure we get it right. And then they put it together. And well, we you
2: you it definitely have to fact check the yeah, the quote. exactly. So there's yeah, you could see somebody like in the Titans, Titans yeah. social media department like Googling remember the Titans uh-huh. quotes and he's like, let me <laughs> make sure I get the quote right here.
3: <laughs> and it was uh, appropriate. Uh, listen, it was appropriate. No, I mean, it was right on. Yeah, it was right it, on spot. I mean, good job them but now, it now, was
2: corny now they should have lost the game but yeah that's a different story but you didn't you made a couple plays so.
3: but wouldn't
0: it have been the most titan thing of all time on a day where the offense came to life and showed signs it was able to go up and down the field and look highly effective that the defense would come unglued in the final quarter and change i mean the jay on brown missing thing is a big mm-hmm. thing with the eckler play down the sideline against woodyard like i'm thinking there's no possible way the titans offense could be this efficient yesterday and earlier in the game, I tweeted, if there's one thing that I can guarantee in the NFL in a league of unpredictability mm-hmm. is that the Titans defense comes to play and it shows up every week. And then they let the Chargers right back in the game.
3: I I don't question much of what or any really of what Dean Pease does because Dean, you know, hell, Dean's been doing this for a long time. I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to be on the sideline with them in college and in the NFL. Uh, when he was with Baltimore and then playing against them, um, Dean, he puts together defenses. He's he's it seems like he's always a step ahead of of what the offense is trying to do. It may not always work, but it seems like he's a step ahead. Um as far as you know putting things together and and, and game planning. But why did he decide to put Wesley Woodyard on Eckler? I have no idea. I'd, I'm like, that was blatant man-to-man. In, man. yeah. in single but. coverage. Why would you put and, – and listen, Wesley Woodyard is a good player, but he's not a fast player. Not in that situation. Exactly. And not in that situation. If he's going up against a, against a tight end, maybe. He, well, but you're going up against Eckler, who's – I don't know how fast he is, but his legs sure enough move fast. <laughs> i tell you that. he got some to his <laughs> exactly. game. Exactly.
2: He, here's, here's the Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry caught 13 passes for 215 yards mm-hmm. yesterday. The, the the backup running back in the tight end. There is no chance Jayon Brown lets that happen. There's no chance that if Jayon Brown's on the field, I'm not saying those guys don't catch a few passes and don't and and don't create some offense. But there is no way that Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry have 13 catches for 215 yards in a game that Jayon Brown is playing in because he would have been on those guys in a lot of those situations. And again, I'm not saying he makes every play. Well, not play. the
3: few at the, the, the last two drives. It basically. Is as if Dean Pease wouldn't sort of these prevent defense where these guys were running wide open down the middle of the well, field. Yes,
2: I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about like in the third, like in the third quarter, Hunter yeah. Henry started to come to life because again, if you're being guarded by Wesley Woodyard man to man, that's normally Jayon Brown, and I just think Jayon Brown would be in he's those faster. He would, He's a, that's what he does mm-hmm. is cover tight ends and running backs. So um, that he he's, his presence was clearly missed yesterday. Is is, is I guess my my point.
0: 615 737 1025. Let's go to Flick. Flick, you're next on Morning Job. What's up, Flick?
1: Morning, guys. Uh, this might be a little far fetched, but I couldn't help but consider yesterday. And I wanted. to uh, do you guys think there is any possibility that Delaney being on the sideline for the game could have had anything to do with his little Twitter comment early last week about the uh, QB controversy?
3: Uh, I'm not going to say it wasn't. And I'm not going to say it was. Uh, <laughs> it, it just seemed real odd to me um, that, you know, you have arguably your best pass catcher on the sideline. Um, yes, he did, you know, what he did, twicked an ankle or something, um, because Jackson didn't come back either, but he probably was a little bit more hurt um, than, than, you know, what we know. But Delaney's sitting on the sideline, and – you can just – either he was mad because he was injured or he was mad because he couldn't get back in the game. Um, it, I, I, You know what? Coaches are like that. They won't say nothing about it during a whole week. But then once they get their opportunity in the game, they will scale back your, your touches. They will scale back your plays in a game. That's their way of saying, hey, listen, I didn't approve of what you did. Um, because they feel – that who they have behind you may not be as good as you, but he is good, and he is fast, and he is young, so we can put him in there, and, and, and he can get the job done. And that's what happened. When Delaney, you know, got injured, went on the sideline, um, you know, Janu Smith, I mean, Janu Smith just picked up right where Delaney um, left off. And that's kudos to Janu, because he was injured all last year, basically. Um, and, you know, he came in, worked his way back, and we always knew he had the talent. And now he's sort of, kind of putting it together, and hopefully he can stay healthy. But I don't, you know what? I don't know, um, Flick, Flick, Flick. Um, That's an interesting name. Yeah, I don't know if if that tweet, you know, I, I, upset the head coach of the gym. But I, you know, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't. I'm not going to say it didn't. I'm because I've seen too much to say to say no. Nah, they didn't. They're bigger than that. No, they're not bigger than they are petty too. GMs, coaches, they are petty just like players are petty. And, you know, they'll let something like that get to
0: them. 615-737-1025. Kenston is next on Morning Drive. Kenston, you go ahead.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? I'm hey, uh, calling first time, long time. Love the show. Uh, Thank I want you. want to come in and say, well, I think y'all are speculating a little bit on Delaney. You know, he's been on the injury report with a bum ankle for the last two weeks and tweaked it. So uh, let's hold on to Delaney trade talk. I hope they don't trade him. Uh, but, you know, you never know, Derek, he might be right. I uh, also want to talk about Tannehill. I don't know if you guys heard, but in his defense, he also said that uh, he that pass was intended for Ferguson, but he got a late release off the line, and that's why they ended up in the same area, if you believe that. But more importantly, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that goal line stand reminded me. Of a goal line stat we we had in the season where we went to the AFC Championship game after we started one and four I think it was in Cleveland and the image I remember is Keith Bullock running down the field with his hands up uh, and uh, we won that game and it turned it all around and we ended up going 11 and five so hopefully the type of emotion can uh, carry over from yesterday and we can go 11 and five this year and lose one game uh, the rest of the year so. Uh, love the show. Derek Mason, you belong in the Hall of Fame. You're the best wide receiver in Titan history. Uh, well, Titans. thank
3: you. Appreciate it. I, I, thank you. Hopefully the Titans were listening. Um, and hopefully the Hall of Fame <laughs> voters were listening, too. Uh, you know what? This That goal line stands can be something that kind of shifts the momentum Yeah. Um, in the season. It can be. Um, you know, I've, I've seen it. Um, where plays kind of shift games and, well, just think and about, games shift seasons.
0: How many times this season on fourth down this defense has made a stop? You go back to the no, Atlanta been, game. Great, yeah. they, they, they just continue to stop mm-hmm. people. When, when their back is against the wall,
2: they make the stop. Well, and I think that's the, the that was the problem with the offense before is inconsistency. So just show up next week and do it again. And then the week after that, do it again. And then the week after that, do it again. And that's the, the nature of the NFL. There's still so many games left to go. You're one game out of first place right now. You're 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 three and four. You're right there. By the way, uh, Johnny Smith, fifty three snaps, eighty three percent of the offensive snaps. Michael Pruitt, thirty two snaps. That's half of the offensive snaps. Anthony Ferker, fifteen snaps. That's twenty three percent. Delaney Walker, the least amount of snaps of any offensive player on the field yesterday. Five snaps. I Jeffrey Simmons played twenty one
3: snaps. I wonder how how hurt was he that's what i, I he, he did not look hurt friday night in line for tacos
2: i'll tell you that i saw him friday night uh-huh. he seemed to be in good spirits
3: i'm just didn't have any just, ankle braces just, on or anything like it's just weird man it's to me it's just and that caller might be yeah, you know fleek it. might be on or something you know because i said hey jim the yep. coaches are petty
0: stillman stillman just sent me a text it was the cincinnati game not cleveland you might recall it 2002 stillman hmm. says D. Mays basically won the game for him that
3: day oh well thank you do you recall that or no? No, Stillman. Thank you. I'm gonna go back and look at it. But Stillman, thank you, brother. Whatever you got, you know when no, you. No, I don't. When, we, when Derek walks
2: into his man cave, this is what this is what it looks like. He's got all the cabinets on the left side, which are all just his trophies and all the of his awards. And then on the right, the and, you, and you open up, you open up the cabinets underneath, and it's just stacks of tapes, and it's and it's week one, two thousand four, week two, two thousand three. You know. He's got every single game tape organized chronologically underneath there so he can pop in the tape of the O two 2 Bengals game and and watch how great he was. You got yeah. VHS's you that day, by the way of your
0: old games. I've got VHSs of like the 93 Royal Rumble. <laughs> I might go home tell and watch me, the Royal Rumble tell tonight. Me you're
2: not telling, tell me that's not serious. That's true.
0: Uh, I've got old wrestling tapes somewhere. I've got to dig them up. Do you, have oh, a, you actually have a VCR? No. No. But I guarantee in a box somewhere in an attic, I've got old wrestling tapes on VHS. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: But you have nothing to watch them on. Exactly. <laughs> You know, you can get all that stuff digitized now. Really? Co- oh yeah, you send it off for like it's, it's actually fairly affordable. You Why send you a, do that? You send it off, you get all your home home videos, rec- you know, there put you on go. The, put so you on can the-
1: watch the '93 Royal Rumble. Yeah, right, like, you know,
2: right. Like my, you know, like like. What? my in-laws are doing it so that they have all their home movies to to, to, to remember, because you can't really play them on anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Nick watches Ric Flair. There you go.
0: I might make a home movie tonight. 615-737-1025, the number. Corey Curtis, News 2, top of the hour. We will come back and continue on with your Titans calls. Yeah, it's Monday Night Raw, man. (laughs) 737-1025. I might have to go up the top turnbuckle. (laughs) Give my wife an elbow splash, Randy Savage style.
2: Don't, don't, Dig it. Just don't shoot.
0: Back after this. Listen in today for your chance here on Morning Drive to win a pair of tickets to see Nashville SC at First Tennessee Park for the first round of the USL playoffs this upcoming Saturday. Tickets now available for purchase at nashvillesc.com. We will have a pair to give away later on today's show. Darren, Donna, and Chase also with a pair coming up. Soccer playoffs are upon us. Seven three seven one zero two five. Corey Curtis coming up at seven o'clock. Wes Rucker go Vols twenty four seven. In the eight o'clock hour, we will get to tons of Vols stuff, tons of Vandy stuff. Uh, we'll mix in a little bit of the Preds as well, but uh, obviously Titans first and foremost. And mm-hmm. yes, yesterday was great. You got back on track. The change to Tannehill looked like it worked. The offensive line looked respectable. Many positives, but what could have been yesterday uh, late down the stretch in that game if things didn't go the way they did?
2: I I mean, I think we have to address, you know, the fact that you had a two touchdown lead or a two score lead, I should say, with about six minutes to go in the game and and you almost choked it away. In fact, you probably should have choked it away. They were lucky that Austin Eckler fell on his back and and didn't fall into the end zone. At first, when that was overturned, I thought, oh, this is the worst thing that could happen. You got to let him score. Because then you have three timeouts and, and, and 40 seconds left to maybe get back into the game. And, and then the first Mel- Melvin Gordon play happens, and I'm going, oh, God, now you're definitely screwed. Because if they if, if he's down, the clock's going to run, and they're still going to punch it in. And, and then the third one happens, and you get so lucky that Wesley Woodyard does something that, that a veteran linebacker will do, which is come in from the side and punch the ball out, and Jarrell Casey grabs it real fast, and the refs handle it in a bizarre way, but they do get it right. I mean, you were three plays inches away from losing the game. Probably should have lost the game. In fact, if we were, if this, was, if this was the other way around, what would we be saying right now about the Titans having three plays at the goal line where they didn't get in? We'd be talking about how they failed to figure it out. And so I, I think, listen, Mike Vrabel's not challenging the fourth down spot. I don't mind him going for it. I don't know what you guys think. I don't mind. I don't him
3: mind go- him going. For I don't it.
2: mind him going for it there. Just the the whole thing is though that you still basically tried to give the game away to the Chargers, and you had to have a spectacular goal line stand. We'd be having a really different conversation right now if Melvin Gordon makes it one more inch, or if Austin Eckler makes it one more inch, and we're sitting here looking at a two and five Titans team. It does, I don't care how good the offense looks if you lose the game. I don't care.
3: Well, you got losing put, and winning and losing is what matters. You got to put that game give give the game ball to DMPs. Because, you know, that goal line stand, he, you know, he put them in the right defense, and um, they held up. The defense held up. And, you know, I even when they were up, I never thought, okay, this game was over. With six minutes left, I never thought the game was over. Because knowing Phillip Rivers. I mean, the guy's going to yeah, be a Hall he's, of Famer. He's, he's going to put his team in a position to, to, to get – they're going to get down the field. Now, whether they – Score or not, is a different story. But they're going to move the ball down the field. And that's exactly what he did. He moved the ball consistently down the field those last two drives that they had. And, you know, if it's not for, you know, Eckler not getting in his butt hitting right at the inch line before the ball crosses over, or the defense getting, the, you know, the two stops on the goal line, uh, that game is over. And, yeah, the, the conversation is different. Uh, you know, and then it overshadows – how well Ryan Tannehill played. Uh, if if they are not able to get out of Nissan Stadium with a victory, um, then you start, you know, why didn't Vrabel challenge it? And I don't, like you said, I don't, I don't mind him going for it on fourth and third inches because my thing is if you can't get an inch, something's wrong with your offensive line, something's going on, uh, you should be able to get an inch. And that's basically what it was, a couple of inches. And they were not able to get it. Now they probably could have gotten it. They just didn't replay it. It probably would have been close. Um, but in that situation, you trust that your offensive line is going to get enough push and get the first down. And, you know, judging, you know, they didn't get it. Now, whether it, it had they, you know, reviewed it and turned it over, different story. But they just didn't get it. And he felt in that situation, my thing is you have nothing else to lose. Challenge it. It's inconceivable. Mm-hmm. You it, have nothing else to lose. It's
2: inconceivable to not challenge there. Yeah. Like, again, even, so here's, what, here's the things that could happen. They could move it forward a foot. Maybe you don't get the first down, but you don't lose your timeout.
3: Yeah, you don't lose your timeout.
2: Even if they move it an inch and mm-hmm. say, "Oh, you know what? It's a little short." Like he didn't go backwards, and yeah. they and the ball was spotted behind where they snapped it originally. Like it th- that the spot of the ball was terrible, I thought. And then for him not to challenge, I thought was terrible. Again, who knows what the percentages are? Probably you know sixty forty. They move it forward a little bit, but even still, you might lose a timeout. Okay, so you've lost a timeout. Now you're up by four or whatever it is up by 3 with two timeouts left like you have the lead and a 2 minute warning it, it, you don't the, you don't need another challenge because once you hit 2 minutes you don't need to challenge anything this is essentially the last 30 seconds that you would need to challenge anything and now you're in a really serious situation and you don't give it a shot i don't know he he is it has felt like the calls have been obvious as to what he should do in those situations and he has gone the other direction like every se- like four,
0: I, like four games in a row now. I almost wonder if he's got somebody upstairs in the booth that's in his headset and is feeding him bad information. Like he's dependent for another set of eyes above from a different vantage point and he's trusting that guy more than his own obvious instinct.
2: Well, and and what it could be is that person could also fall on the conservative end of the challenge spectrum where he says you know, listen. It doesn't look like they're going to overturn this, so why waste the challenge? I understand that, but not with 38 seconds to go before the two-minute warning. Like, right? right. It, it, what, what what else do you have to lose? You're okay. You lost your final challenge. Okay. All right. I mean, there there's a chance a big play could happen in that 30-second window that you need to challenge, and and maybe you it, it you need to overturn something. But you know, odds are this is still going to be the biggest possible play that you need to challenge. And so, um, the, the 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 previous couple of plays early in the season where there were pass interference calls. We have clearly learned, the NFL is clearly telling us they're not going to overturn pass interference calls, right? Like, unless it is so egregious, there's no chance they're going to overturn pass interference, offensive or defensive. And so it's probably the right decision to not challenge those. And we might have given Brable a hard time for not challenging a couple of those at the beginning of the year. That was probably the right move to not challenge those because I'm not sure I've seen one over. Have you guys seen one yet in the NFL that's been overturned? Nope. A major call? Nope. So I, I... you know, those are different. This is a spot of the football. Like, you, you, this is the game. If, if you get the call right and the, and the ref just happens to see what you saw and what everyone else in America saw, you, you know, the game's over. You've got the football with, with whatever it is, four minutes to go, and all you got to do is run some clock.
0: 13 points against the Browns, 19 points against the Colts, 20 against the Jags, 10 against the Falcons, 14 against the Bills, 16 against the Broncos, 20 against the Chargers. We are almost halfway through the season this defense has yet to yield more than 20 points in a game through seven games. That That is pretty, pretty remarkable. Pretty good.
3: Well, they're a good defense. They were a good scoring defense, meaning um, defense against the um, points against last year. Um, and it's held up this year. Um, and they might be even, at least across the defensive line now that Simmons is back, they might be even better now.
2: What, what's so funny is that yesterday, even as I'm watching – and the the obvious difference between Tannehill and Mariota, but I'm still looking at a game that felt so much like a Titans game. So I'm I'm hearing your voice in my head, Nick, as I'm watching a 10-10 game, like at the end of the third quarter, with very little offense on either side. Well, the, there and, was the, a the bowl, stretch. You know.
0: There was a stretch where the Chargers' total plays to the Titans was 37 to for LA, 13 for the Titans. Tannehill looked good, but he couldn't get back on the, the field. They were yeah. long
2: drives. Like both teams were just having these long drives that, like. Uh, 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 again, it's it was ten ten I think going into the fourth quarter. Right, almost all the scoring happened in the fourth quarter, and and I'm sitting there going, I'm, I'm hearing Nick's head tell me about how awful the product is just in general from like an entertainment standpoint, and I'm going, okay, they changed quarterbacks, it looks better, and it's still ten ten going into the fourth quarter. Like it's well, still before, a defensive battle
3: before um, the um, the went down in score in the fourth quarter, uh, I think. They had the ball like six minutes in the second half, and the Titans had like thirty. Mm-hmm. It was a it was like twenty eight to six something like that. Second half was a roll yeah, reversal. Second, yeah, yeah, it was it was Any? just the, like they they could the Titans control the clock. There's and, only thirty minutes and a half. Just yeah, to let you know they 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 could at that point. <laughs> you no, know, at that point it was. Six minutes to twenty something minutes, or no? Thought, it was it was six plays. I think the Chargers ran
0: three plays in the third quarter. Yeah, I think yes. that's what it was. Yeah. Six
3: plays yeah. to like twenty something a thirty something right. plays, and it was just a like you said, it was a reversal yeah. on what was done in the first half. The
2: third quarter just felt so much like all the other third thir- other quarters for Titans football, right? Like a turnover for Tannehill, a couple of sacks, no points for the Chargers. Great defense by the Titans. No no offense by the Titans. I'm watching the third quarter going. Oh, this is going to make Nick happy. And then it's and then an offensive explosion on both sides of the ball for both teams in the fourth quarter. All the points were scored in the fourth quarter, which makes for entertaining football. So if you're one of the 11 people that was there yesterday, you saw a great fourth quarter.
0: Friends and family only. 615-737-1025. We will kick off hour number two with our pal Corey Curtis from News 2. Talking all things Titans. And then for the duration of the 7 o'clock hour... We got to get to what happened in Tuscaloosa on Saturday night and also what happened on the West End Saturday afternoon. We're back after this on morning drive.